G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As we do on a Thursday, we love to check in with Family Voice Australia and Greg Bonda, Family Voice State Director for New South Wales and the ACT. Greg Bondar, on a very big day, welcome along. Thank you, Neil, and indeed it is a big day. Well, religious discrimination, the bill being tabled in the Parliament, uh, this is four years almost in the waiting. The government saying they're going to protect freedom of speech, uh, freedom of uh, religious statements. Uh, what's your take on what's happened with the bill? Oh, Neil, look, first of all, I look, I have to congratulate the government and uh, Michaelia Cash as the Attorney-General for bringing forward, finally, a bill that was promised during the miracle election, as you remember, in 2019. Uh, so congratulations to the government. But that said, Neil, the current bill that's being proposed, and, and today Scott Morrison, the Prime Minister, is talking about it on radio as we speak, uh, on, on Parliament as we speak, I have to tell you, it is very much a bill that falls short of Christian expectations and to me and to the people I've spoken to, it is really a bill that has fallen victim of political appeasement, Neil. Uh, there's a lot that's missing in the bill as such. <laughs> the minister, when I spoke to her, was suggesting that, uh, you know, well, I asked her if they'd struck the right balance. And uh, she has been walking a tightrope with this. Uh, mm. You can't please everyone on every side with a bill like this. And uh, what you're saying here, Greg, is that this falls short of what the Christian should expect. Uh, and I suspect that's around clarity on a number of issues that might have mm. grey areas there. And and the lack of uh, what we were discussing, the idea of the Falau Clause not being explicitly mm. mentioned. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Falau Clause is not in there, which... Uh of course, would have stopped employers acting uh, against workers who make statements of faith that offend others uh, has been dropped. And uh, th that is that is very sad because uh, it does put a number of people under uh, under pressure in terms of speaking out publicly in the uh, in the public arena. But more importantly, Neil, here's a couple of things for you that have been left out. And in particular, I was looking at the health practitioners. For example, there is no protection for health providers for health providers that refuse to undertake transgender operations, for example. In other words, they will be required to continue to perform these procedures and there's no protection for them if they say, no, we don't want to do it because we're a faith-based hospital. We don't believe in transgender operations, uh, or whatever the case may be. In addition, uh, you can also look at things like um, schools, Christian schools. You know, they will not be allowed to sack um, gay students or teacher or teachers and and and, and expel sort of um, uh, students. Not that you want to expel them, but the point we're making here is that the bill does not protect those Christian schools. Why would you want to teach in a Christian school if you're a gay person? Because you can't you can't commit to the statement of faith, then, uh, Neil. Yes, and so far as the bill goes now. 
the bill is something like 61 pages long. Yep. So it's going to take a little bit of uh, dust settling and absorbing the finer detail, uh, you know, the devil in the detail, you might say, and how all of these things might be interpreted in the bill. But there's likely to be a further consultation pro, uh, process. I mean, it'll if it passes the lower house, it'll go to the Senate uh, and then perhaps on to a Senate inquiry. So uh, there is a lot of discussion still to come, Greg. Oh, absolutely. And um, and I keep making a point that we've had uh, Michaelia Cash, the Attorney General, meet with Family Voice and, and some very important faith leaders. We, we spoke to her. She was very forthcoming, very supportive. But the bill is one of political appeasement. For example, the LGBTI community is being lobbying, obviously, government and even the Prime Minister saying, well, we will make sure that the LGBTI community is protected. Well, Prime Minister, my message is this. Are you saying there are more votes with the LGBTI community than there are with Christians? I think the, I think the, the facts will show that it's 25 to 1. In other words, there are far more Christians than LBITA community-minded uh, people. That means, Neil, that means that there's no protection for schools that want to say to the teachers, sorry, this is a faith-based school, you need to move on. And we need to get this across to the Attorney-General in any further Senate inquiries that may, per, may ensue after the um, bill is read. <laughs> Uh, Honour to you, Greg. Uh, you're talking to anyone and everyone who will listen when it comes to these Christian positions on these issues. Uh, you've got a interview coming up with Senator Christina Keneally, who, uh, yep. who uh, claims to be a Christian, and uh, you know how hard it is to be a Christian in the Labor Party, so we'll honour mm. her too uh, for being open about having a faith, uh, even though it doesn't always align with the sorts of things that she stands for. But mm. uh, you've got a meeting with her and you're going to be asking her to confirm Labor's platform and what they think about all of this. Yeah, absolutely. We've actually titled the webinar uh, Does Christianity Have a Future Under Labor? And I will be talking to Christine Keneally and I have to tell you she's been very forthcoming very approachable. She's looking forward to uh, talking to me as an interview uh, but the point has to be made that Neil, if you look at the facts, you go back to 2019 Labor Party lost the election as you, as you well know, and one of the reasons was that it failed to connect with the Christian community. And the Labor Party's own internal polling, they commissioned a report, indicated, wow, we didn't connect with devout Christians. And I think the current government is falling into that same trap now. So just to reflect on that for a moment, uh, recognising that the Labor Party has fallen very far short of what is an expectation from the Christian community and everyone immediately says, oh, well, that must be the Liberal Party doing good. But what you're saying here is that the Liberal Party, even though the Prime Minister Scott Morrison is a devout and open Christian, uh, the way that the Liberal Party is conducting itself is falling way, way short of what Christian expectations might be. Absolutely. I mean, I did some, I did some internal polling and some uh, polling with uh, colleagues and uh and friends, and th the bill has fallen short of Christian expectations. And again, once again, I don't know why people can't put their hand to their heart and say, no, this is my faith. Instead, they opt for political appeasement. In other words, trying to defend the Greens, the LGBTIQA, whatever it might be. You know, it, what we really need to be doing is making sure that what, what really is that people 
are protected and they are the majority of mums and dads in Australia and we need to get this message across to, 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 to the government, Bill. Uh, of course, the bill is about religious discrimination. The focus of the bill needed to be where the church is protected, where Christians are mm. protected in making those statements of faith. Uh, but every time you hear about the uh, perspective of the LGBT community, perhaps in that uh, you're hearing something where the LGBT community uh, had their day in the sense of the no, v- uh, the uh, the vote, the yes vote yep. uh, for the yep. uh, dismantling of the marriage definition. But this Correct. was about this is about the church. So I guess now when you're listening into mainstream media, every time you're hearing the perspective of the LGBT community, it's actually not really about them. It's about the church. So why are they yeah. so prominent in that? Exactly, and this is why I, I can't believe that politicians are paying lip service to a minority section of the community here in Australia. If you want to talk about uh, discrimination, now let me tell you, there's legislation nationally that discriminates against Christians, the churches, and I'll give you an example, abortion, euthanasia, conversion therapy. These are all anti-Christian pieces of legislation. And what do we have from the media? What do we have for these so-called uh, people that, you know, say there's no discrimination, we don't want discrimination? They're silent because it's Christian. So again, they are being fake in their claims. And I just say to the government, please make sure you don't ignore the people that have voted for you back in 2019. Now, let's just reflect on the Labor Party for a few moments. And uh, in the anticipation or the aspiration that the Labor Party might just give some more attention to the value of the Christian community, because uh, I note in uh, one of your latest releases, you've drawn attention to the Labor Party commissioned internal report from the 2019 election loss. And uh, yeah. there's some, and I tell you, before coming on the air today, I thought I'll just check on that. And so I read that page. Mm. It's only one page, easy to find, uh, and it really just says the Labor Party failed by ignoring the Christian community. What are your reflections on that? Well, how black and white can you get? That is really the crux of the matter. Let me tell you what Al- uh, Anthony Albanese uh, or Labor's platform is. This is what they say, and and this is what they've uh, written. The right of religious organisations to act in accordance with the doctrines, tenets and beliefs or teachings of their faith and such rights should be protected by law and be subject only to such limitations as are necessary to protect fundamental rights and freedoms of others. So in, in, in their platform policy, they have this commitment to protect Christians, but we have to make sure that they will abide by that when it comes to vote on the floor of Parliament in a few days. Okay, there's lots more to be said and uh, we'll have some opportunity over the coming days and weeks to really get into the nitty-gritty of what's in that bill and what that means for the Christian community in Australia, what that means for protection of Mm. religious freedom, of religious speech, of freedom of speech for every Australian. We'll be able to talk some more about that. Just to touch on uh, some other issues that are on your agenda this week, you've got the New South Wales Premier Uh, Dominic Perrottet, who says New South Wales schools must go back to basics and stop being woke in the classroom. Uh, What are your reflections here? Oh, how good is that comment? Uh, uh, The New South Wales Premier was on Sky News with Paul Murray 
And and I noticed him saying that, you know, we've got to get back to reading, writing, arithmetic, the basics, and get away from woke education. Woke education being things like the unsafe sex, you know, education that they're trying to introduce. Uh, they've got all sorts of other LGBTI-type uh, curriculum. The ideology is wrong. They need to get back to basics because, now, very quickly, uh, you remember Nelson Mandela, and I love this quote from him, Education is the most powerful weapon which you can use to change the world. Now, if we end up going with the, with the left-wing ideology, then the world's not going to be a good place to live in, I suspect. And not only that, but according to UNICEF, um, Australia ranks 39 out of 40, 41 high-income and middle-income countries. So we are way down on the list of quality education now. Okay, another big issue and need to move on to uh, the New South Wales Voluntary Assisted Dying uh, uh, debate that's going on. Uh, you had another rally already today. You were up early and you've already been there and done that. So what was yeah. what was happening? You had a big rally last week. We didn't get to talk uh, to you last week because uh, we had our, our Visionathon on. But uh, what's these? there's a number of rallies now around uh, the VAD yeah. laws. So what's been happening? Well, again, today the Parliament is uh, debating it, the New South Wales Parliament. They must pick Thursdays, Neil, when we've got the radio program on that they, they debate all these, I suspect. And um, today New South Wales Parliament is debating the VAD. They'll be voting on it. Uh, last Thursday we were out there and we had a wonderful rally with 300 people walking around Parliament House. Speakers included the Archbishop Anthony Fisher from the, from the Catholic Diocese. Uh, we've had Labor MPs, we've had Liberal MPs. We had Fred Nile, and we had also um, uh, a professor from Hammond Care. So there are people out there, both Christians and non-Christians, who are opposed to this voluntary assisted dying. And one of the things, points that we want to make is that, quite frankly, there is no time to die if you've got good palliative care now. Uh, no Time to Die. Sounds like a movie uh, title oh, to no. me. Well, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I just happen to think of that now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Greg, uh, we mentioned uh, you've got a upcoming event. There might be some listeners who might want to be a part of the webinar you've got coming up with Senator Christina Keneally around Does Christianity Have a Future Under Labor? How do listeners join in that uh, webinar? Yeah, well, they just go to our website, um, look under event and you can click onto that. But I should also tell you, Neil, that uh, not only have we got Christina Cooley from the Labor Party in, in a week later, we've got the Attorney General again, Michaelia Cash, and she will be talking about the, discrimin uh, the, the religious discrimination bill directly. I will be interviewing her and asking her some hard questions. Uh, look, we support the government in general, but there are bits in that bill that need to be either uh, addressed or amended or whatever if it's going to have any resonance with the majority of Christians here in Australia now. Uh, Greg, we know that many a listener to these conversations we have uh, will look for some sort of action they might be able to do today. Uh, when it comes to the tabling of this bill, I imagine you'd be encouraging people to actually read it and find out what it actually says. Uh, you know, you might need a law degree to be able to, uh, to, uh, to you know, understand it all. But uh, those who want to have a read of that, um, perhaps is it a time for congratulations uh, to some of those points in the bill which are positive and pointing out those weaknesses? How would you go about that if you were contacting your local MP today to, to, to make your point known? 
Yeah, absolutely. Look, I'm reading the bill right now, and I've already had three cups of coffee, Neil, trying to go through the legal <laughs> stuff. You know. um, uh, the, the, the issue here is congratulate the government for bringing this forward. We need a religious freedom bill, this, uh, a religious discrimination bill. We need it. Mind you, it used to be called Freedom Now, the name of discrimination. So we need it. So you write to your local MP saying, well done, but can you make sure that you cover all the aspects that impact on Christians here in Australia. Otherwise, you'll end up like Labor in 2019. I did ask the Attorney-General in the last question of a conversation that I had with Mm -hmm. her uh, if she was prepared to, and of course the Morrison government, to fight an election on the religious freedom issue. And uh, and her re- response was a little bit a political response, uh, but, you know, I think she's feeling fairly confident that, that Christians will like the things that are in there. So uh, there's certainly room for improvement, uh, In I can hear, in your opinion. Uh, so... Yeah. Uh, Yes, letting your MP know your feeling on the bill, uh, congratulating what's good and suggesting what might need to change and in light of the fact that there's a federal election coming. Hey, always good getting your insights, Greg Bondar. Greg is the State Director for Family Voice Australia, New South Wales and the ACT. Greg, thanks so much for the update today. Uh, familyvoice.org.au uh, to connect Thank with you, that webinar. God bless. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.